It's Friday, everybody, and that means it is date night. I am your host for the episode, Kyle Talk to the Hand Clifford. And I'm everyone's favorite co-host that doesn't ever want to have to make up a nickname, Cassidy. Uh, and, and this is it's date, date night. night. So uh, just real quick on the nickname thing. I come up with that on the fly. I don't pregame that at all. I just thought of that right now. Pop right into my head. So maybe if you just spontaneously came up with a nickname one day, you'd have a good one. It's a no on the nickname thing. Okay, fine. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to do a nickname. So the what nicknames we... for me are like the ratings out of the random objects or things from the movie. You don't like that? Mm. I like it. I think it's fun. There are certain aspects that Kyle picks to do in this. <laughs> there are certain aspects yeah. that I pick. The things that I pick, Cass, are the least favorite things that Cass <laughs> has to do on this podcast. <laughs> So if you're new here, uh, just what we do is ramble for about 16 minutes about our date nights, and then we talk about a movie that one of us picked. And it is Spooky Movie Month, so it was my turn to pick a spooky movie, and so I picked Talk To Me, the 2023 A24 Australian horror movie that basically took the world by storm. I mean, it like people really liked this movie. They responded very well when it first came out. But before we get into that, we did have a date night. And you actually planned this date night trip. So it is all yours. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Yeah. So for our date night, we went to Woodstock, Vermont, which is just like a cute, quintessential New England fall town. It is basically like picture just a New England town in your head. I mean, it's the definition of a New England town. It's got covered bridges. There's leaves changing in. I mean, all the trees are different colors. And every building is like a historical brick building that was mm-hmm. built in the 1600s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everything is just quintessential small town New England. Yes. And it's only about, what is it, 45 minutes from where we live now? Not even. I wouldn't even say that. And Maybe with traffic. Yeah. Maybe with traffic. But it's it's leaf peeping season. Right. So Woodstock was bumping. <laughs> Which, like, we were talking about <laughs> And it this. was a... Thursday. Yeah. And we try, We specifically picked a day that we didn't think there would be a lot of people. And it was a crappy day. Yeah. The sun hadn't been out all day. It was kind of windy. It was chilly. And turns out that is like the perfect fall day for people because the town was <laughs> bumping, dude. It, it was, was crazy. Busy. I think it's good to practice for our next date night. It was good like build yes. up for what we're going to get ourselves into for the next episode, which no spoilers on that. We'll save that for that episode. But... I, I, we had this conversation where it feels like you got to get into these towns before they blow up. Like, we yeah. got to find the next Woodstock before it's found because it's not fun. Yeah. And that's what sucks is, like, these towns are so cute Adorable. that you just want to spend time there. But they've been so, like, publicized mm-hmm. and become so popular that it's no fun to visit anymore because right. you can't get into the stores. You can't get in to eat anywhere. You, if you want to take a picture somewhere, you have tens of thousands of people watching you. Right. That was the hard part was, uh, we, we went into, you know, me had to go to the bookstore. So we went to the bookstore, which I mean, these buildings are pretty small cause they're, they're old buildings. So there's not a lot of renovations to them, so they don't fit a lot of people. So it's just, you're bumping and there's a lot of people. So you're bumping shoulders with everybody, which is just not fun for me. But uh, I just enjoyed that everyone, regardless of how busy it was, was just there for the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Like, it was nice that everyone was taking pictures and just do, we were all there for the same reason. Yeah. We visit a cute little town and everyone seemed to be in a good mood doing that. And I just think that is one of the more fun things to focus on when you do something like that. Because everybody was getting their picture taken at the covered bridge and people were volunteering to take pictures for other people. And it was just a cute little... Yeah. Like, community. It, it just sucks that there's so many people in such a small area. It was fun. We we got there, I don't know, early afternoon. Yeah. We tried to get there around noonish, 1 o'clock, yeah. because we wanted to have, like... Lunch. Lunch in there. We wanted to have lunch there, but we also wanted to beat, like, that dinner rush, I feel like, that was going to come. We Because it's a Thursday, so you figure... like, two. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a, it was a Thursday, so you figure most people are probably working or something so they'll come later in the day and that actually makes sense because of the restaurants none of them were open until 5 p.m there was, there was like three or four that were open prior to 5 p.m i feel like yeah because everything was closed it said close 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 opens at five opens at five so there's literally two restaurants open there's a thousand some odd people all trying to get into these restaurants and i mean it was just it was a madhouse it was a madhouse yeah. fucking bat flew at me that's one thing that also happened that was just strange as hell because 
it's the middle of the day. It was like 3.30 in the afternoon. And this random lady to like my left goes, what's that? And so I like looked over out over the bridge and there's a fucking bat flying directly at me. And it got within like maybe three or four feet of me and then banked a banked a Roger and turned around. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I almost got turned into a vampire. In a <laughs> or cute rabies. Little, or rabies. <laughs> rabies makes me think I'm a vampire maybe. But like I was like, I almost became fucking Damon Salvador, uh, Salvatore up in, up in this little town. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean overall it was, it was fun. I, I did have a good time. It was just yep. overwhelming with as many people as we there We went were. into an, another shop where it was the cute, I would go back there in a heartbeat. I want to go back and look around more. Had baby mm. clothes and just like lots of like natural mom stuff mom stuff it was I'm like, not a mom but yeah it was like prenatal stuff and like baby care stuff yeah but they even had like cute like pajamas for like mm. women and all. it was just really like cute comfy cozies and i ended up getting my my best friend's baby shower gift there yeah. which i'm super excited because it's just like a cute little boutique and but yeah that was our date that was our date night it is very cute. It is adorable. And it, it's just a very cute, like, little town. Their library was an incredible brick building. It mm-hmm. looked gorgeous. Uh, I think the most beautiful building there actually was a bank, which was unfortunate because the building had was like, I'm not a big fan of the color yellow, but the building was yellow. Mm. And it was just like a nice warm yellow. Yeah, I liked it. And I saw on the side that it was a bank and I was like, the best building in town. And it's a fucking bank. Like, come <laughs> on. But uh, it was a quick little date night. It, it, like, most of it was us just, like, walking from place to place. But, I mean, it was it got the job done. It was cute. And it was exactly what, like, you want in spooky season. You know what I mean? When fall comes, the leaves start changing and hitting the ground. And mm-hmm. there's a chill in the air. And you want to be in the cute little little towns. Anyway, we're here to talk about Talk to Me. So we're going to talk to you about Talk to Me. And we're going to go ahead and jump into uh, the synopsis game. Have you seen the group chat? And doing it again tonight? No. Please. It's my mom's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. Who's up? I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't want to stay. So it is Cassidy's turn this time to give us the synopsis for this movie. Now, she has 30 seconds on the clock. How long do you think it's going to take you to give me the synopsis to this? 20 seconds. Okay, so you're betting you're going to have 10 seconds left. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start now. A group of really shitty friends acquires a hand. The hand lets (laughs) them talk to the dead. It goes horribly wrong. (laughs) People die. The end. You had 17 seconds left, dude. (laughs) That's horrible. That's a horrible synopsis. (laughs) Terrible. I do like that you pointed out that they have shitty friends because we are going to be talking about that in just a minute. But yeah, that's, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's pretty spot on. You're kind of there. I mean, you added a little bit in there about the shitty friends. And and to be honest, uh, one character dies in the whole movie. So that's also something I want to talk about. Who? Who's the second? The guy at the beginning. True. So two characters die, um, which is something else I want to talk about. But so this is the letterbox synopsis. Let's see how close it is to you. When a group of friends discover how to conjure (laughs) spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Sounds exactly like that. That is quite literally yours, but fancier. (laughs) That is yours, but fancier. Your synopsis is for the people who don't have time to like read the synopsis. And this is for people who are like fancy dancy. I'm going to type up. Mine's for the people that don't need no bells and whistles. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a group of shitty friends. They have a hand and bad things happen. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you pretty much know that. I take back my prior (laughs) statement. (laughs) So let's go ahead and dive into 2023's Talk to Me. Talk to him. Anything? I don't know. Um, maybe you just try it again. Me, just try it again. Before we actually get into the 
movie, there was one thing that we have to bring up, and it is that you can buy this hand online on the A24 website. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where you guys come in. Cass and I have made a bet. This hand costs $110. The bet is if we can get 110 downloads on this episode, first week, we she will buy me the hand. Now, the reason we have to have this bet is because I was going to just straight up buy the hand. Yes. Cass put her foot down and said, absolutely not. I'm not allowing that bad juju I don't want house. that juju in my house. <laughs> Please, guys, help me get this bad juju in the house. I don't want the bad juju. And today he tells me, he goes, so what I found out is the hand actually is an incense burner. Yeah, it comes with, a, it comes with an incense holder. And I was like, great, we'll burn sage in it. <laughs> If we're going to have that juju uh, in our house. It's just, it comes with the hand. The hand doubles as a uh, sense or like a incense warmer, holder. incense warmer. But it also has, uh, it comes with like a card that explains the rules on how to play. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I was like, I cannot wait to have this We thing. are not playing. We're so, not we're not playing. So guys, please, please run this up to 110 for me. I'm not about me. inviting this. Like, I don't get it. I'm not about inviting this stuff into my life the bad like juju. any sort of risk like i have friends at work right now that want me to do a seance with them and use a ouija board no because i'm the fucking weakest link and everything <laughs> and the, whatever spirit we conjure up is gonna sense that and they're going to fucking haunt me for the rest of my life there's a scene in this where the girl the main character uh sophie sophie something um is her real name i think mia is her character's name uh she gets possessed it's her turn to like do the hand and she looks at the little boy and goes oh they like you that would be you that would be me they would look at you like oh that's the one so because they know i'm fucking scared shitless (laughs) and that's the funnest for them I would love to partake in that with you. That'd be so much fun. So, guys, please, yeah, run this up to 110 so I can scare the shit out of Cass. It'll be perfect. But you... but here's the thing. I know things like this don't... don't They may not exist. But they get these ideas from somewhere. So shit like this must exist and happen somewhere. And why, I think the people in these movies are so fucking dumb. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, why would I invite any sort of that into my, like, I just don't want it in my life. I just you don't want it. You are, what is the other girl's name? Mia's best friend. Jade. You're Jade. She never yes. does it. She never does it. I don't, I don't want it. Yeah, I want it, guys. So let me, let me get that hand in this house. But you brought something up that Next I Next episode, Cal may be by himself. If, <laughs> <laughs> if. You guys get 110 downloads. This Kyle may be doing date night with Kai and Cass alone. <laughs> date night with Kai. Because Cass will be long gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the hand. I'll just talk to someone on the hand and have them talk through me and we can have a conversation. <laughs> so, but you bring up a good point that I actually, this is a topic I wanted to talk about. Would you grab the hand? No. You would That was fat. You wouldn't even think about no. it. No. Even if you saw like that nothing happened to 90% of the people who grabbed the hand. No, absolutely not. I don't think why anyone, like... What happens to these people when they grab that hand? I don't see why any of those people are looking at it being like, yeah, I want to try. Mm-hmm. I would definitely you're getting, You're going, you're choking. You're getting thrown around. Yeah. Like, no. no. It does look terrifying at first. Like the, the initial possession looks terrifying. Like when they snap their head backs and they are literally being choked to the yes. point where they're like, oh my God, they're not going to breathe anymore. Like you got to, you got to fight your way through that. Um, it is a little unsettling and probably would turn a lot of people off. I, on the other hand, would absolutely grab the shit out of that hand. I would. I think it'd be, I would, and that's how we would get, that you would end up being Jade in this situation. Because my dumb ass would be like, I'll grab the hand. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And then I'd end up being possessed by some water demon who's like, yeah, I'm just going to kill everybody in your family now, dude. Yeah. But I think I would grab the hand. I've done, like, I've used, like, Ouija boards and stuff before. And it's just fun. So I would definitely grab the hand. Yeah, because you're not the weakest link. I think I'm the link that starts the chain of events and then in the end realizes the grave error that they've made. I'm Mia. Like, I'm the one that goes a little overboard, but everyone else has to pay the price. <laughs> no, you're the ones that bring the hand to the party. That's you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're the people that bring the hand and introduce the evilness into all these people's lives. Those you. dickheads bringing the hand and, like, letting everyone use it. Yeah. So that actually is a great segue into these characters. You said it in your synopsis. You've said it uh, during my synopsis, and you just brought them up now. 
the friend group here is the worst friend group ever. They're Would not you nice. agree? Yes. Would you even consider these people friends? No one is nice to each other. Like even Jade and Mia, who are supposed to be like literally the besties in this situation. Right. Jade's a bitch to Mia. Yes. Mia's a trying. You can't tell me she doesn't have a crush on Jade's boyfriend. Oh, she does. Like they're just all Daniel. Like, I think his name is. Yeah. Yeah. Jade is awful to her brother. She's awful to Mia. She's just not a nice person. Mia, sorry, she ain't a nice person either. No, like, she Mia's is not selfish. Either. Mia is a, Mia is incredibly selfish. But incredibly she's one of those selfish. selfish people. That's like I'm sorry. But it's like no, you're not because you wouldn't have done it. It's the attention seeking selfishness. She's attention seeking. Yeah, and so she also just and she also wants to be liked. So she lets people get away with things that they should not get away with. Yeah. I also think that Joss and Haley, who aren't really friends with Mia, are the worst type of people you can have. Because yeah. they're kind of friendly with Jade, who is Mia's best friend. But even they're kind of like rude to her. Like they're yeah. assholes to her too. They're just not all very not nice to each other. Yeah, no one in this movie, the only relationship in this movie that I actually thought was like, this is fine. Like I like this. I enjoy this this relationship and seeing them on screen together was Mia and Riley, Jade's younger brother, Riley. But at the end of the day, nice with like their relationship is nice. But at the end of the day, like you said, Mia's selfishness and need to be yes. wanted and need to be cool. Fuck Riley over. Yes. Very hard. The whole, the, the course of events that take place basically are Riley wants to try the hand, but his sister Jade is like, fuck no. And who does Mia think she is to cross Jade? Right. Jade is his actual sister. Right. She said no. Right. You should never cross you, that You don't boundary. get a say. No matter how close you, you think you are with that family, you don't get a say. So Jade runs out of the room because her brother's like, I hate you. And so Jade and her boyfriend Daniel leave the room because, you know, Jade runs off crying and, Dan- and Daniel's like, babe, come back. And then Mia steps in and is like, let's do the hand. And Joss and Haley, the two who own the hand, are just as bad because they're like, let's go, little man. Let's do it. Yeah. And like, okay, we'll do it for 50 seconds. 50 seconds. That's the agreement. 50 seconds because you can't go over 90 seconds. They tell him 50 seconds period, you're done. Well, who does uh, Riley conjure up when he talks to the hand? Apparently, Mia's mom. Mia's mother, exactly. But so, I believe that is up to debate. I think it's also up for debate if it was actually Mia's mother mm-hmm. or if it was playing off of what was going on in Riley's head and thoughts mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I know our way in. And the weakest link was Mia, actually. And I, I think, so, so what happens is they go way over the 50 seconds. They go way over the 90 seconds because... Mia selfishly is like, no, don't take the hand off of him. I want to talk to my mother. And yes. that is where you're you're just like, I can't stand... That's where you lose all of your respect for Mia as a character. And you're like, I don't like any of these yeah. characters anymore. Well, initially, like, they go over 50 seconds, but they're not over 90. But then when they go to take the hand, finally... Yeah. It... They're way over 90 seconds at that point. No. When they the, the the when they actually get the hand away when from they him? actually get the yeah. hand out but when yeah. they start trying to get the hand out they weren't no no, no but right. they couldn't get the hand out of out of Riley's hand and then he started smashing his head into just things brutally, and trying to pluck out his eyeballs brutally just like destroying himself yeah. smashing his face off of things um, pulling like you said pulling his eyes out uh, I think he cut himself with glass from the window at one point like I mean the dude is just going in on himself and it's because they couldn't get the handoff at the 50-second mark. And even... And he's and, so young. And he's so he's young that they shouldn't have done others. it. Exactly. And he's the character that when they first do this, they all say they really like you. Like, yeah. they want you. To him. Because and so why would you let him do innocence. it? Exactly. Why would you let a kid do that? If, if I were in this situation, and I were Mia, and that was, like, one of my friend's brothers or sisters, I would have never allowed that to happen. Because, one, I'm not overstepping my boundary. And, two, they made it pretty fucking clear, your sibling, that they don't want you to do this. Mm-hmm. And now if I'm Jade and I find out this happened, I would never forgive mm-hmm. that friend who did this. And, like, this friend group is just terrible. And also, Jade is terrible to her brother. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just the friend group. It's the family, too. Because Jade refuses to pick up her brother after soccer practice. Mm-hmm. And so he's just left on the field and Jay and Mia has to go pick him up. And then when he has nightmares because she he goes to the party with them and sees everything happening with the hand, she tells him to get out of the room because he's a little bitch. And she's like, oh, you're going to have nightmares. You go cry in your own room. So he has to go sleep with uh, Mia on the couch. Mm-hmm. 
just horrible, horrible, horrible siblings, horrible, horrible friend group. And if I was involved with any of these characters, like if I was in this universe, I would stay as far away from them. They're yeah. all toxic. All of yeah. them. Because then there's like the video that they take videos of everyone's possession and Daniel, who's a like a pretty religious kid, yep. starts having like making sex noises and sexual gestures and making out with the dog. Which was just a disturbing scene. Just very disturbing and obviously something he would never do and something that like is against like his family and his family's beliefs. And they recorded the whole thing and then they wouldn't delete it after. Right, He's exactly. He's like begging them to delete it. They even because, posted it. Because this is just like against everything he stands for. And it's just... if. If those are actually your friends and they don't want the video posted, you don't post it. Right, and they did it anyway. They literally especially were like, oh, a look video at this like one. that where it's so suggestive of such a thing. Like, it was bad. It was bad. It was uncomfortable to watch too. Like as a yeah. viewer for the movie, it was it was an uncomfortable watch. I I also think that they suggest that potentially he has a thing for Mia too with that scene mm-hmm. because they the demon that is inside of him tells Jade. Oh, he goes soft when you touch him. He does not like it. Then looks at Mia Mm -hmm. and starts making these moaning sexual noises. And on top of that, Mia is like on board with the whole thing. She's like laughing. She's enjoying the thing. But if if that were going on and it was in your friend, that's their significant other and they're doing that. Why would you be okay with that? You know what I mean? Like this whole friend group, top to bottom, is terrible. All of these characters are highly unlikable. But I, I mean, I think that's the point. And I think the reason that's the point is because I want to get into our next uh, section is this is a really scathing and brutal take on grief, loneliness, and depression. Mm-hmm. And I think that the characters that we get are all sort of a reflection of what happens to you as a human being when you go through these things and you handle and you don't handle your traumatic past. Yeah. Because Mia's mother killed herself. But she is in complete denial and refuses to believe that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know if you think when you watch something like this that is more like a, a symbolic horror with less scares and more creepy unsettling things. Do you prefer something like that or do you prefer like the, like being scared out of your mind? Like do you like being like jumped and the, the constant scares or do you like something that's a little more introspective that also is more creepy and unsettling? I think... If I'm watching a scary movie, I'm watching it too for the scares. Yeah, you just want to. Yeah, and I completely understand that because I just got done watching all of the Halloweens. And there is no message in any of those except for the final Halloween. And it doesn't fit into the the zeitgeist that is, like the world that is Halloween. So I understand what you mean. There are some movies you just want to put on and shut your brain off. And that's what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. So I was expecting big scares. I was expecting big quality jump scares or something like that and instead we got this just more it's creepy it's creepy and it's unsettling and the things that they do are just skin crawling like it's not that it's like a big jump scare there are a few jump scares but most of it is let's get into the psyche of a person depressed yeah and not handling their baggage i mean it's so heavy-handed too with the symbolism like it's not hiding yeah, anything like, because even, like i can kind of tell and so i'm someone that doesn't really pick up on that as well like them using the hand kind of symbolizes like using drugs or yes. like using something to escape reality. Absolutely. And it just shows like how like using that for and like, using drugs in any reason like for relief of grief or for fun or anything it's going it's eventually going to take a negative turn Correct. and it's going to lead to people getting hurt. And you pushing people away too. And it doesn't fix anything. Right. And, uh, I mean, at you're one gonna point... You're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just interrupted you. It's okay. That. At one point, it's a little heavy-handed with it, too, because he, she quite literally takes the baggage. Because there's a scene where Joss is like, I don't want this hand anymore. Get rid of it. And Mia takes the bag and puts it on. And she's like, okay, so now we're just hitting us over the head with the metaphor. And I feel like if you're going to do something... That is symbolic. You probably shouldn't be so heavy-handed mm-hmm. with it. I don't mind it being heavy-handed, but there are points where it's like, okay, we're clearly just talking about depression and how you handle that and traumatic events, which there's ways you can handle it that, you know, that lead you down drug use, which is what the hand essentially represents. And then there's the baggage, which is just dealing with the trauma. That's what the hand comes in, is the bag. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just, 
I don't mind elevated horror. I enjoy it. But there's a weird lane that this movie picks. And it's, let's scare them, but also try to be elevated. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was a bit of 50-50. And it just, I don't think it did it all that well. Mm-hmm. And I think it sacrificed a lot of really good scary moments that could have been in there to opt for these more symbolic gestures. Yeah. And that leads me to my next thing is like, oh, what are you going to say? Yeah, I also just want to touch on the fact that it kind of gets into discussing like Mia's mom and kind of the argument of whether she committed suicide or not. Mm -hmm. And I just don't get why that needs to be a factor. Like Mia's mom is dead. I don't think like the way she died has to like really even be a thing. It only serves to be a thing so you can see that Mia's still in denial over what happened. Yeah, because... But they, I, I, get, I know what you're saying. They're saying the mom accidentally... Like, Mia tells people her mom accidentally overdosed right. on sleeping pills. Right. But she tried to scratch her way out. Like, she door. locked herself in the door and tried to scratch her way out of the door. Right. And, I mean, she... I mean, when they do show the death, it's very clear that she killed herself. Because, like, the husband's reaction and everything. And then the note. I mean, it's very obvious. And she's just in denial over that yeah and refuses to believe it and i think that's where we get into the muddy waters of like how riley ends up in this situation because this girl is so selfish she puts everyone in jeopardy to speak to her dead mother like all this happens because she wants to talk to her mom because she can't move on yes and it's like you just you gotta you gotta pull yourself you you grieve deal with the sadness in your heart and that sadness will probably never go away but you still need to live your life and move on and that's what the message of this movie is i think because she lost everything by the end everything Mm-hmm. She, this is where we get into spoilers right here. She's dead in the end. She dies, and whether you know she's pushed by Jade or she jumps on her own, um, that's up for debate. That you can kind of, I, I think they leave that open for interpretation on purpose. Mm-hmm. But uh, it literally the, the baggage and the trauma and the unprocessed uh, aspects of it lead to her dying. Yeah. And so I think this whole movie is literally to show you like, this is how shitty life is when someone's going through depression and they feel like the whole world is against them. And this is what happens when you don't try to dig your way out. Yeah. It's exactly. Like if you look at the timeline, like her mom died and I think they show like it had been like a year or something. It had been a year, yep. And she still like was not doing well. No. And so then she starts using this thing to escape reality. Mm-hmm. Someone gets hurt. Because she makes a bad choice. Someone gets hurt. She loses her friends. Then she pretty much loses her dad. Yeah, for real. And then she loses the family, like the family that she's... Jade's family. Called her family. Right. And then she loses herself and she dies. Yep. And it's just, it's, the whole point is help. Like you have to get help if like, because there's a grieving and then there's depression. And she grieved, but then she became depressed because yeah. it, over a year feeling that way, that's, de- that's, that's depression. That is major depression. And none of her friends were willing to help either. She said she feels alone. Right. And no one picked up on that except for Riley. Mm-hmm. The only character that you're like endeared to is Riley. He's the most innocent out of them all because he tells her multiple times, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I am here for you. You'll you are not alone, alone yeah. as long as I'm around. And that's why I think it picks Riley because it knows if it picks Riley off, they'll get Mia. Yeah. And he's the only one out of the entire friend group that even asks if she's okay. Ever. Jade doesn't. Joss and Haley try to get her uninvited to everything. They don't even even like her. They don't like her. And Daniel is just sort of like oddly sexually attracted to her, but dating her friend and is like trying to like toe the line of like keeping her as a friend and also potentially crossing it and like having her as like a lover. It's a very strange triangle you have going on there. And so I think, I think. There's no support for her. Like Mia actually anywhere. did use to date Daniel. Right. And now Daniel's dating Jade, who is Mia's best friend. It's just like why it's did a that weird even triangle. In the first place? Exactly. It's a very weird triangle. And I think that there's with no support net, this is what happens to someone. And I, I don't think I think the metaphor more is that you don't really like it's not saying that if you get depressed you'll die. It's saying that you you can become depressed and if nobody helps you and you don't seek help, you'll end up alone and you'll yeah. be uh, you'll be in the darkness essentially. And and I think that is a cool ending. I enjoyed the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the ending? Because I, I am excited to hear what you have to say. Because you, I think, groaned when we saw the ending the first time. No, I definitely, I much prefer... I'm glad she died and not Riley. Honestly. I will agree with that. Because Riley didn't deserve anything, anything that happened to that kid, man. Nothing. And honestly, like, if she truly believes her mom is on the other side, like, and she's in the position she's in... 
to kill Riley so her mom can protect him because whatever, whatever the other ghost or demons or whatever are torturing him. Torturing him. Wouldn't you just think, well, if Riley, if Riley's going to get to be with you, why can't I be with you? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that she came to the conclusion that, you know what, no, maybe I'll just kill myself, go over there and... I get to be with my mom. Right. But in the end, it's not, that's not at all how it works. No. They just played her like a fiddle, man. Cause when she ultimately does die, she's alone. She's just alone in yeah. blackness, which is terrifying. I thought the ending was terrifying mm-hmm. because it's just a pitch black room. That is it. And she's just in it mm-hmm. forever now. Um, and then obviously she's summoned as one of the hands. At one point. Like, that's how the film ends. Yeah. And I think that is just... I think that's cool. I like that ending. I love that ending. And I think it's such a cruel, mean, heartless ending to have. Because, like, you want to see these characters pull out of it and, be like, live a happy life. Especially Riley and his family because he didn't deserve any of this. And then to have it end the way it does is just gut-wrenching. Absolutely gut-wrenching. Well, you see the scene of how Riley is better. Right, but Mia has lost herself. Well... It's just it's it's a truly cruel ending in a in a heartless movie in my opinion and, yeah. and I dig I dig that because you need to have those movies sometimes you know what I mean I did not see that ending coming I really didn't think that she was gonna kill herself I really, really? didn't I thought it was gonna be an embrace with Jade and Jade was gonna hug her and we'd kind of have a redemption with her and she would be like I'm here for you what is going on like talk to me uh-huh. to to Jade or to Mia and instead we got just a heartbreaking ending where she dies. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that because I thought when we watched it, you groaned a little bit at that part. But I think I'm glad that we both agree that it's a solid ending. I think someone has to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie's low on kill. Like two people die in the whole movie. And but like even like to just even if you're symbolizing like drug abuse or something like the one who overdoes it. I think I think you have to show if you really are using this as like a cautionary tale that yeah someone is going to die. And if you stop and because there's a montage where they all take turns using the hand multiple times throughout the yeah. like one night, and it it's literally like, like they're party. doing ecstasy or something. Yeah. Like they're just off their rockers, like euphorically high. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that does it the most and goes the most overboard with it. And so having her die, I agree with you that it's, it's like a cautionary tale for sure. Yeah, uh, for for not just the person think, who's being who has the trauma, but also for the people around them. Right, because I think she's at the end of it. She's the only one that's not using it. Strictly for, like, enjoyment. Agreed. She is using it, one, to try and contact her mother. Right. Two, to escape reality. Right. So, I think she's the only one not using it in, like, a lighthearted way like the other people are. Agreed. Agreed. So, and if you look at people that do drugs, like, there are people that do it strictly, like, party and have fun. And there's people that do it to escape and people that do it... Because they're depressed, and that those are the people that are eventually going to push it too far. Agreed. Yeah. So last thing that we have <laughs> uh, on the on the docket here is I wanted to talk about the scare moments in this, like the scary jump scares and the skin crawlingness. Do you value quality or quantity of the scares? Quality. You want so you don't mind that this had like maybe three or four scenes that were like whoa. Yeah. No. Versus something I don't mind like, like a big lead up to something. Okay. As long as it's good. Okay. I, I appreciate that answer. I would I agree with that answer. I thought you were going to definitely pick the other one. Um, I love quantity. Give me all the scares. The scare, <laughs> the more scared I am, the better. But I do appreciate a bigger buildup and release. Yeah. And I think this did a great job of building up these really, really tense moments. Two, maybe three moments in the whole movie. But though, when they happen, it's like a dam breaking. And everything just that could possibly go wrong goes wrong. And you just, you're in it for the ride. Like when they're doing the... Like with the scene we talked about, they're having the party mm-hmm. and it's a montage. The buildup is just like they're having fun, but you're waiting for that moment where something goes wrong. And when it finally comes and it happens, it just catches you so off guard and you just, yeah, you're just along for the ride and it is a scary, terrible ride to be on. Yeah, it is. It's very, very gruesome. It's, I mean, brutal, brutal. And I do, I do think I prefer that, but I'll never complain about just constant <laughs> it type style like scares where it's like scare 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 get as many as we can in even if some don't work i'll always appreciate that yeah. because i just love being scared it's fun for me <laughs> but i think a bigger build up a bigger release is is definitely a stronger way to go 
And I was appreciated that because I thought this was going to be all of the characters are going to die. It's going to get down to just Mia and she's going to have to figure out how to save the day. Because that's the classic formulaic way to make a horror movie. This just bucks all of that. I think it's funny that Kyle says it's fun for him to be scared. Because I mentioned going to a haunted house. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. No, fuck that. I don't want to participate in the scare. I want to watch the scare. (laughs) Nah, man. Don't scare. Don't make me in on the scare. I just want to be watching the scare happen. (laughs) Yeah, he wants to have the hand and talk to it. This man does not know... His line is very blurred. Because the hand's not the hand's not going to do anything. If we go to a haunted house, someone's going to scare the shit out of me, and I'm going to actually piss myself. And what I'm if the do hand that. does do something? <laughs> that would I would that would be a very unfortunate turn of events. Exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's, that's what weird. these people are thinking. What an unfortunate turn of events. <laughs> that's this is how it starts. Yo, in a few in a few months when when we get the hand, if we get the hand. Um, they're going to have to come on here and be like, so Kyle's no longer on the podcast. Fan <laughs> works, unfortunately. <laughs> no, we're Yeah, just but it wouldn't, it wouldn't screw you over. It'd screw me over. Not if you don't do it. Because everyone that did because the, the one kid who didn't do it was left completely alone. That's true. You know what I mean? So is there anything else you want to talk about regarding 2023's Australian A24 movie, Talk to Me? Mm-hmm. Or we can move on. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our final section, which is rating our MVPs and reading the letterbox reviews for this. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. Okay, my dear, it is yours. I'm going to give you the floor to give us your rating. How many hands are you going to give this movie? 3.5 hands. I think this movie was good, but it was not great. Yeah, fair enough. I'm going to give this four hands. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the first time we've disagreed on a rating in in a little bit. But yeah, I'm going to give it four hands. It's not that much, but I'm going to give it four hands mainly because I think the scares are great. There is some symbolism there, even if it is heavy-handed, which is just always kind of nice to have, uh, even if it is heavy-handed. And I think that this is just one of the most cruel movies I've seen in a long time, which is such a nice shakeup of the classic formulaic horror movie. Because when you see enough, I mean, you don't even like horror movies all that much, and you didn't watch a lot before you met me, and you can pretty much nail down who's going to die and what's going to happen in a horror movie. When Wasn't there a point in this movie where I was like, I don't like this movie? When was that? When the... Riley started smashing his face and we thought he was dead. Yeah. You you literally threw your hands up, like threw him up, slapped yourself on the thighs, looked at me and you're like, I'm done with this movie. I hate it. Yeah. I think it's honestly because I understand you're like, you're not necessarily supposed to like the characters, but Riley was the only one that I did like. Yes. Agreed. And so when you hate all of these characters, like I think that's why I can't give it a better grade is because I hated all of the characters besides the one that they chose to hurt the most. Yeah, he is... I mean, it is a disgusting scene, and it is brutal, and it happens twice. He had not done anything in that movie to deserve he is, that. And he is also a sweetheart. Like, he loves so sweet to he her. He loves Mia. Like, he loves her like a sister, and it was so heartbreaking to see how she turned her back on him, essentially. She let this happen to him. Yeah. And it was not her place to allow any of it to happen. Yeah. In fact, it, you could argue that it was more her place to stop it from happening than yeah. anything. Um, I think they were all too unlikable, and that's why I ended up not liking But I think that's why I'm giving it a four, because (laughs) I didn't like any of these characters except for Riley. And for them to endear you to a character so easily, so quickly, and then 
turn on you and destroy that character more than anyone else in the movie, basically, just shatters you. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that feeling. Um, who is your MVP for this movie? Ugh, I don't know. I don't. Do you not have an MVP? There's no MVP for you. I think when you think about an MVP, like you have to think about like who made this movie. Could this movie have been made without them? Mm-hmm. And I think Riley made this movie because he was the only character in this that you felt any remorse for yeah. when the bad stuff happened. So Riley is my MVP. My MVP, I have two. It's uh, Sophie Wilde on the acting side. She plays Mia. I'm giving her the MVP because she simply is in the movie the most. Mm-hmm. And she does a great job. Uh, I also am going to give my MVP as a character-wise to Riley because he just tugs on your heart. Mm-hmm. There were multiple times during this movie where I went, oh, I love this kid. He's just a great kid. Mm-hmm. And then they shatter you. And so I think as a character, Riley holds this movie together because without him, without him being the only likable character, this movie takes a completely different direction. Yeah. And I think that Sophia Wilde, or Sophie Wilde, my, my bad, is probably just the best actress in the whole thing. Because she's on the screen the most, and she delivers a pretty solid performance. Yeah. So I think she's my MVP, as as well as Riley as a character. So let's dive into our letterbox reviews on this. I picked out, I think, five. But uh, the score that the letterbox community has given this, what do you think the letterbox community has given this? 3.8. It is a 3.6. Close. On letterbox. So your score, your score is right there with the rest of the community. <laughs> I did like that. That it was so that it was so close. So I have, I think, five. Yeah, five reviews to read you guys. And most of them are just short. So the first one is from Bim Bim. And it says, that was so scary. I'm glad Australian people aren't real. Three and a, <laughs> three and a half stars. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because she thinks like it's just such a stupid review. Because like Australian <laughs> people are the scariest part of this. That's amazing. I don't even know how to say this. Cosmonaut Marky, I believe, gave it four stars. And said, horror movies need to go back to being hopeless and miserable like this. Thumbs up emoji. Yeah. Which I think that is pretty much a very... Sums up our entire conversation on this. It is a miserable, hopeless horror movie. Next is from Owen, who gave it three stars, and said, I hate when the demon inside of me makes me do unholy things to white boy's feet. I hate that shit so much. Oh my God. We didn't even talk about that. So I re- I purposely brought this review up. So I could let you just tell... I want you to tell them this scene. Oh, this scene was disturbing. So Mia and Daniel have a sleepover together pretty much because Daniel just can't go home because he's supposed to be sleeping over at his cousin's house. So And everything with Riley just went down. So he's like, "I, I can't be alone. I need to be with somebody. Yeah, so they're having a sleepover and Mia wakes up to... A spirit, a ghost, uh, whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. sucking on Daniel's feet. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking like, like gagging. Like gagging, <laughs> slobbering. Yeah, it's disgusting. On Daniel's feet. And she's screaming at Daniel to wake up. And when Daniel finally wakes up, it's actually Mia sucking on his feet. Yeah. Because she must be having some, like... That must be what happens when you let the ghost in. It takes it's like control you're, of you. It takes control of you and you're watching it as if you're watching the ghost, mm-hmm. not yourself. Right. She's a passenger. She even said that. She's like, you are a passenger and it feels great until it's not. And it was just disgusting. It was mm-hmm. just disgusting. I do think that some of the parts in this, like the that scene and then uh, Daniel making out with the dog, like literally yeah. making out with the dog, is done because the people who wrote this are... Uh, by and large more uh, comedic than they are horror. They make funny videos on TikTok. And so I think they do add those things in to be... Because it could... If you play it differently, those scenes would have been funny. Yeah. But they mix it in because they know that under the right circumstances, it's disturbing. Yeah. And so I just thought that was a fun little thing that they did multiple times throughout the movie was put these little moments in that could be considered funny, but... 
under these circumstances, they are not fucking funny. No, they're gross. Especially, like, I mean, she had those they knuckles. so disturbing. Those and her knuckles, eyes are rolled bro. in the back of her head. Yeah, she oh, is. She terrible. is giving it the Gluck Gluck 3000 on that. It's and terrible. it's just some toes, man. Like, it's toes. Cool. This is fucking wild. So the next review I have is actually from one of my personal favorite accounts on Letterboxd. You should, if you have an account, definitely follow this gentleman. His name is Cinema Joe. And he gave it four stars and said, Terror Incarnate, a movie that will gnaw at your soul and consume your spirit. The future of horror is in a very good hand. And I just like the pun there at the end. <laughs> but I also think that I agree with him that horror moving forward, I feel like is going to go back to being like truly scary. Because I feel like a lot of horror movies nowadays do try to do what It 2017 did, which was add a little humor um, which, I mean, you could argue that movie is a horror comedy because I laughed more than I was scared. Mm. doesn't make it not a good movie, but I feel like horror movies have gotten away from just being pure I prefer horror. horror movies like that. Yeah, where you, like, you're in on the joke and you can yeah. laugh. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a lot of people do. That's the highest grossing horror movie of all time. It made over a billion dollars. Yeah. It's just nice to sometimes have a little bit of a break. Yeah. So, this is a longer review, but I do like it because it brings up a lot of good points. This is from Haley. She gave it three stars. And said, let me start this off by saying that I loved the idea behind this and the way that it was filmed. There were so many sequences that were filmed so beautifully and the seance scene at Jade's house was the most fun I had while watching this. The gore was great as well. They go on to say, now let me get to this bitch Mia. I've seen a lot of horror films that had insufferable main characters, but Mia has got to be in my top three. My God, she was so damn idiotic, selfish, and a terrible friend. Everyone else... Not wanting her around was totally valid. I could go into detail about how absolutely stupid she was, but I don't want to mark this as having any spoilers. Just know, I hated her, and she <laughs> made this hard to watch. Riley and Jade's mom sucked too. So many <laughs> bad characters completely ruined the enjoyment for me. But Mia did not need to be that dumb. I mean, come on. Now, the reason I wanted to read that one and kind of bring it up is because there are some really good talking points there. Yeah. Just real quick. She goes on to explain the comments. I want to have complete transparency here. That she goes in the comments to say that she understands that some movies... Because people are giving her a hard time saying that uh, it's a horror movie, dude. What do you expect? You know, it's for entertainment. And that was my first thought when I read it. But you also... Because um, like I argued that you're supposed to not like these characters. Because then it makes it harder to watch Riley go through what Riley goes through. You know what I mean? And it's a cautionary tale like you said. But she goes on to just say that at what point is the storytelling basically not gaining anything because you just can't, you don't care about the characters. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up because it goes back to what I was saying that you're not supposed to like them. That it is completely valid to say that you don't like a movie because the characters fucking suck, even if you're supposed to hate the characters. Yeah. And I think that like re reading through the reviews, most of the negative reviews basically had that in common. Almost all of them were like, these characters are insufferable. Uh-huh. Which is the point, which means the movie did its job. But that also, once you put something out there and let the fans uh, interpret it how they want to interpret it, if the masses agree, man, these characters ruin this movie. I mean, they can't all be wrong. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? So I think that was just an interesting little thing that was brought up. And she was fighting for her life in those comments, man. Those comments were brutal because people were like, are you dumb? What, did you just find out about horror movies and stuff? And it's <laughs> like, to each their own, first of all. And second of all, yeah, if you don't like a character, it makes watching a movie hard. Why would you want to watch a character you hate? Like, watching this movie, there were so many points where I was like, what am I going to give this? Because I can't stand these characters. And the only reason I really get to sit down and say that this gets four stars is because of that ending. Yeah. So, there are our ratings, our reviews, and our MVPs. So, let's go ahead and get into our final section. Because Cass has relationship advice for us. So, let's go. Riley, talk to me. Hi. Is it him? Is there a boy here? Him. Do you know where he is? I 
to reach into the deep, deep pits to ch- pluck relationship advice out of this movie. <laughs> um, but I think my relationship advice for this has got to be no. In this, I think my relationship advice is going to be in pertaining to anyone you love, like mm-hmm. friends, yeah. family, partners. Know them well enough and be comfortable enough with them to see that they're struggling and be able to get them help. Even if they even if they won't say it. Even if they're not outright with you, even if they don't want to accept it themselves, you should know your loved ones enough to ne- know when you need to step in. My I just kinda of wanna piggyback off that. Never be afraid to ask, are you okay? Yes. And share that moment with them if right. they say no. Never be afraid to talk about the difficult things. Yeah. And also never be on the other side of it. Uh, some self-help advice, I guess, um, is always, if you need it, do not be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. There's always, there are always things that people can do to help you. Whether that is And it's way more know, courageous to ask for help than to try and deal with things yourself. Yeah, don't suffer in silence. And at one point she does bring up her mom and they basically shut her down and they're like, dude, don't be a buzzkill. Don't do that. Don't yeah. be that person. Don't be here's that. the Here's the real advice. Don't be the assholes in this movie. Yeah. Any of them. Any of Pretty them. Pretty much. Be Riley if you have to be anyone from this movie. Yes. <laughs> so that wraps up our conversation on Talk To Me. Um, next week we're going to be doing Hocus Pocus, I believe, which is the perfect movie for next week. It uh, is the perfect movie with our date night. Yeah, I'm did you so do excited. that on purpose or did you just happen? No, that's just so funny. No, it's, it's gonna make so much sense. Like it's gonna be so fun. The universe aligns once again. So yeah, please, if you enjoyed this episode or any of our episodes, please rate us on wherever you're listening. We appreciate that. Share us with your coworkers. Share us with your friends. Trap them in a room and force them to listen if you have to. Lol, JK, don't do that. But uh, with all that said, go ahead and. Uh, follow don't the socials. Don't download so we don't need to get the hands. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, all the socials for us are down in the description in this. And please don't listen to Cass. Download this episode <laughs> so we can go ahead and get the hand. With that said, it is Spooky Movie Month, so go watch a spooky movie. <laughs>